wandering journo at Stories That Matter Studios. I'm Nance Haxton, and this is The Streets of Your Town. The podcast that takes you on an audio journey highlighting a different slice of Australian life each episode. Buckle up to meet a great array of ordinary, everyday, incredible Australians. This podcast is brought to you by DM Podcasts, part of Diamantina Media, with more than 25 million downloads for a range of shows such as The Batuta Advocate and Chat 10 Looks 3. Streets of Your Town podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians on whose land this story was gathered. I acknowledge that for tens of thousands of years, our First Nations people have walked this country and shared stories on this great land down under, and I walk in their footsteps today. I pay my respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Today we go to North Stradbroke Island in the sparkling jewel that is Morton Bay in Queensland southeast. It's known as Stradi to some, but to the Kwandamuka Aboriginal people, it is known as Minjerabar, meaning Island in the Sun. Delvine Cockatoo Collins is a First Nations artist based here, like generations of her family before her. Her works are now sold around the world and were featured in her designs for the Gold Coast Commonwealth Games medals and her representation of the white whale Migaloo floating high above the audience in the opening ceremony. Today, Delvine takes us on a walking tour of the island, which she does regularly for day trippers keen to get a First Nations perspective of the important artistic and cultural sites on this patch of paradise. We start our conversation for Streets of Your Town today under the trees on the beach near Dunwich, or Gumpi, where Delvine finds many of the materials she uses in her evolving arts practice. Delvine, welcome to Streets of Your Town. Oh, it's nice to be back. <laughs> There's not many who get to come to Streets of Your Town more than once, Delvine, but you, you were here from the beginning. It's wonderful to be back at Stretty. Yeah. In Minjeriba. That's right. We're in Gumpi Dunwich on the western side of the island, so looking out across to the mainland, I can see Cleveland, Victoria Point, so yeah, lovely outlook here underneath the Tawapun or cotton tree. And this is, it's quite symbolic, isn't it, being here under this cotton tree because this has been used for so many things by Aboriginal people on the island. Yes, um, this tree, you know, lovely shade. It's a playground because of the low-lying branches. You often find kids playing in here. But it's also a tree that's found right across the Pacific and many of us use it for the same purpose and that is for twine making so it's a beautiful inner bark that's used uh, removed and used to make like a rope type of um, fibre and also the long straight branches are used for spears. It's something that unites really communities across the Pacific. It is. I've loved travelling and seeing the same tree. It almost, it's like, oh, it feels like home because the same, the same outlook is there. You're on, you're on the beach, and this tree is over the water, and it's like you could be anywhere. But yeah, it's, it's a, it's a tree that keeps giving. For me, it's, a, it's magic, really. Well, it's wonderful being part of your tours, um, Delvine, and, and walking around. Have you been doing that for long? I started out doing workshops for Year 11 art students, and, and when I'd post a story 
on my Instagram or Facebook, people would be like, oh, I'd love to do what you're doing. You know, you're walking around, you're highlighting some of the public art pieces and, and then also harvesting the fibres. So it kind of developed from that, that, that interest. And so I've made it publicly available for a couple of months now. So once a week is enough for me because I have so many other things to do. Yeah, but it, it is this wonderful walking around with you and hearing not only your stories, but stories from your mum and her mum and her mum before that. Yes, I, I think I'm only able to do what I do because of the legacy from my family and from the broader community that, you know, there is a sense of independence here. There is a strong cultural practice and, and history and it all greatly um, impacts and supports my arts practice. And it's lovely looking out from here it's not far from where we started this morning but you're telling me a bit about Morton Island too and the connection I didn't realize between sort of the islands here that goes back as well. Yeah we know it was close enough where our people could communicate with each other and so that that uh, passage uh, has widened over time and it's quite rough through there but we know that our people moved across, so the Nugi people have come across here to the island, to Minjirabar from, from Morgumpin. Yeah, so when you look, you know, moving across water really is as straightforward as moving across land. You just need the right capacity or, or the right way of moving. Mum, mum likens it to, um, you know, a boat should be as simple as getting in a car, or as simple as walking. So um, there was really no barrier unless that water was rough on the day. I suppose it is similar to being in a car and you've got to think before you get in the car and yeah there's a certain process involved. It makes sense. And again you know this beautiful salt water that we're looking at now. Oh the colours are gorgeous. Always offers so much and very grateful for that. We're just talking about the tailor you know it's tailor season it was mullet season earlier mackerel season in between and so yeah it's always a something to think about and to be grateful for. And as you, I think when you're walking, Delvina, tell me if this is part of it, but you feel a bit more connected with the land rather than sort of driving through and racing through. Would that be right? Definitely. Like, taking the time, slow down, take notice. You're hearing things that you wouldn't hear if you were uh, driving straight through Gumpy Dunwich. And we know that people are starting to do more of that to really enjoy um, our beautiful little town. Um, there's, there feels like there's more accessibility you know the footy club is the prawn and ginger dumplings the museum <laughs> has a great exhibition on at the moment the fruit barn there's there's places to stop and just um, look reflect and listen because you're saying Dunwich gets a bit overlooked but it's got that beautiful original history as well as well as the contemporary aspects that you were mentioning too new businesses coming in and... yes there's you know the the strength really is that cultural history that's here and which has created uh, or, or led into uh, proper like incorporated organisations that really lead you know we've got Yuli Burry Bar where people everyone Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal people can go and get their COVID shot um, Pfizer or um, AstraZeneca so that um, to have an Aboriginal organisation, Aboriginal service that services everybody, I think is really significant. Uh, the housing co-op, kayak, um, respite, the old people's home also looks after everyone. So, 
you know, these organisations for me are amazing and um, it sets the scene here in Dunwich. Um, I'm really grateful that we've got that. And this uh, all always was, always is, uh, an important meeting place for Aboriginal people. It's close to one mile as well, I hear that spoken about or I read a lot about one mile as well. Absolutely, it's where my mum was born, where my grandmother raised her children and so yeah, we know that there's continual connection to that space. It's wonderful to be able to, to share it with you Delvine, but from here to Dubai, who would have thought we'd go from Dunwich to Dubai? From my kitchen table. <laughs> How did that happen? Oh, look, I think, you know, you, you stay focused and uh, I work on my business every day, like I work on my arts practice, so and you take your work to certain places where you know it's going to be protected and you work in great teams like the, the work with the Commonwealth Games is still benefiting what I'm doing now mm. those relationships all the beautiful medals you designed and yeah and and uh, for Dubai it's uh, my hand printed homewares eight eight of them are going to be in amongst 300 other Australian made products uh, hand printed homewares in the Australian pavilion uh, retail store in Dubai 2020 so because of the pandemic it was uh, postponed until October 1st. A bit like the Olympics it's still called 2020. Yes <laughs> yes still maintaining the branding mm. so October 2021 through to the end of March 2022 and so my work will have this first time international presence in that platform so I'm super excited and again grateful that uh, like with the state government events, Queensland, uh, they have uh, supported me to get a piece of equipment that enables the, I guess, more efficient way of drying. Because uh, drying is probably, uh, you know, another major part of a hand-printed process. And so it's really cut down that time for me. So, um, you know, um, it's, it's given me the capacity to do the numbers that were needed to fill that order. Oh, that's so exciting. Do you think you... Is there any possibility you can get there a bit hard at the moment, I suppose? I'm aiming for at least a week over there towards the end of the expo. I would really like to experience seeing my work in that space and uh, I guess just enjoying it. Because I was a kid when I went to World Expo 88. Oh, I remember it too. Yes. I'll have to do one of those, like, this was there and this is now type of photos. Absolutely. <laughs> I can't believe the expos are still going. It's great. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and it's a nice, again, presence. You're reaching people that, you know, we know that 80% of Brisbane residents have never been to Minjuriba. I mean, that was some research done a few years ago, so it'd be interesting to see if that shifted a little bit. We are starting to see some first-time visitors here and people that haven't been for a long time because you can't travel elsewhere. So for me, having that up um, at, at the art gallery on the wall creates that awareness and people are like, oh, that's so pretty, I want to come to Strobrook. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So. And I think the way you're doing the walking tours too, for people that can actually finally do this, a day trip, like you meet people at the ferry, at the walk-on ferry, and you take them back to the ferry, you know. It's, doesn't ha it doesn't have to be so daunting. Come and have a taste. It's really straightforward to get here. You know, people are in the city, straight on the train down to Cleveland, get off for the free bus that takes you to the Stratty Flyer, and that's a $16 return trip. And I meet you at the boat, 
and we do a loop around Dunwich and I just point out all these, I guess places, really, it's like gold. You know, there's um, old bits of artwork, um, organisations, the impact, my work, and then a workshop on the beach. Wonderful, which we're about to do. Thank you, Delvine. Let's, um, we're going to start gathering some uh, beautiful materials. What do you get out of this? I mean, it looks like just a stick to me, Delvine, but obviously there's more to it than that. Can I tape this a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, so it does, it looks like bit of bark and underneath here oh, peel the bark back yes and you see how easy it is oh, to peel oh wow yes and you see the lovely um, branch that's left underneath and the colour of it it's just such a beautiful clean sort of colour and everything isn't it mm. wow look at I haven't got a really long piece, but it's enough to just show you how to do this. So, um, I was saying earlier that, you know, this grows all over the Pacific. Mm. We have other fibres that we work with that only grow here on the island. And so it's not something that I do share with the public. It's something Ooh. that you have to protect. Um, this uh, is something that, because it's so... Um, widespread and returns quickly it's possible to share this process yeah. the other thing about that is that you can also eat the flowers and the flowers really? are really <laughs> oh wow tasteless but pretty how funny so the beach hibiscus i didn't know that so you see this fiber you see how it's yes almost yeah. like lace yeah feels a little bit stubborn. Sometimes they can be that way. I'm just showing you enough so that you'll see. And we're kind of getting, you know, into this warmer weather and it's when yes. this uh, tends to not be so giving. Oh, interesting. Um, it's, it is in a state of growing and so, um, yeah, I'm just going to pop that over here. So when you've got a really long straight branch, the thin, the thin ones, um, that's what's great for those long pieces. And so, depending on you know how long you want to make that piece of rope, um, you can just keep adding pieces in. So you might, this might look like you know 20 centimeter piece of twine, but mm. you keep adding pieces in, splicing it in, you can make a beautiful piece. And very strong. Like we were looking at pieces in the museum and uh, up at the housing co-op today, where they've got a lovely display that you showed us around. Um, that I mean, they were you know going back generations. Some of them. Weren't they? Yes. So um, there was the baskets, which are made out of the reed, the yungar reed, freshwater reed, and so that is one of those fibres that we don't really share where it's grown. Mm. Um, uh, this particularly would have been used to make those dugong nets that we talked about oh, and showed. Yes. Mm. So that uh, movie with Tom Hanks? Yes. Castaway? Yep. <laughs> <What's that>? yeah. <laughs> He's used this as, oh, a, as right. a survival um, mechanism. So when you know how to retrieve, harvest uh, fibres, make twine, you can build a raft, you can make baskets, you yep. can make rope, you can make nets, uh, you can make, you know, you can make a hut. Amazing. So when you've got one, time, <laughs> yes. time and when twine, you're, stuck on an you're away. 
<laughs> so this really is just like anything you know if you're learning something new um, you're creating this new memory into your hands you know like riding a bike and once you get it it stays with you so you can I'll give you this to take home well oh, thank you <laughs> thank you so much Dorbin I think I'll be doing that weaving on the way home that you've taught me oh it's um, I think it's such a lovely skill to have mm. you've learned how to identify um, harvest and make twine so now you have a survival skill I do you can go anywhere I, I could be great. like Tom Hanks and survive <laughs> it it might be a bit worrisome I think my mum would worry about me but they, they, <laughs> thank you Delvine it's absolutely beautiful walking around with you today around Stratty Minjarabar for streets of your town it's been fun That was First Nations artist and designer Delvine Cockatoo-Collins featuring in this episode of Streets of Your Town. Streets of Your Town is produced by Nance Haxton, aka The Wandering Journo, with production assistance from Michael Adams. That's it for this episode. I'm Nance Haxton. If you'd like to meet more everyday, incredible Australians, subscribe and listen to the back catalogue of Streets of Your Town, including Series 2, The Journo Project, on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, please review and rate Streets of Your Town on your podcast provider, share the show with your mates, or join my wandering Journo tribe of supporters at the Streets of Your Town website. Site, soyt.substack.com. Thank you.